0: Well, good morning. good morning. My name is Brant, and I am one of the folks here <laughs> at the Vineyard Church Folly Holly Springs. Please come back next week for the real people <laughs> that will be up here. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, she explained earlier, Josh and Leah are, are away, so you get me. Hold (laughs) on. All right, that's right. So, you know, when Josh, you know, set this up a few weeks ago, asked me, okay, you know, do you do I want to you know fill in this week? I'm sure, you know, I don't I don't mind. And, you you know, but in coming up with a something to talk about, you know, I I always say, well, wait, let me see what I hear first. And, and then go from there, and if I don't, and then I'll, I'll get, you can give me a clue, because Josh is a very prepared man, if you, if you don't know that, you hear that in the recording. <laughs> 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 you know, oh, believe me, I'm sure, I have never gone back and listened to my own talks, you know, because I'm afraid it's, It'll get cut down to about five minutes because <laughs> uh, Leah's got to edit so much junk out of it. Um, so anyway, I asked him. I said, "Okay, I'll take a I'll take a clue." You know, he gave me a couple of ideas, a couple of passages, and you know, I, I chose I chose this one. You know, the other one was about in Revelation. I don't know. I don't know that I would ever take on a teaching in Revelation. <laughs> A t- that's a tough one but as this one developed you know it, it really came to challenge me and took me to a place I didn't expect and I, I offer this this morning in all humility and and care as it, it may not be easy to get through it was certainly hard for me to to try to to get it in a form you know th- that was that I know I tend to be, a blurter and abrupt, and I, I don't want to be that, so anyway, we're going to continue on in the series that, that Josh and Lee have been doing about ecclesia the called the called out ones, you know, basically the church yeah. so ecclesia you know as, as they've been walking through you know it's basically what does what does the church look like? How are we to be in this world and the list I went through all the off the website. And here were the here were the topics that, that have been so far. You know, it started off with, you know, we are a peculiar people. You know, we're 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 called to be different. We fit the description. I used to I used to joke at when at the was a part of a vineyard in Florida and I said if the vineyard was to have a mascot, <laughs> it would it would be the duckbill platypus. Cause it just doesn't fit anywhere else. Doesn't fit in uh, any other category. So anyway, there's a side note. Take that down. That one was that was for free. So h- how are we to be? You know the the topics. Oh, that's where I was at. So the peculiar people. You know supernatural unity, where we talked about you know how we're built together, how we're placed together, as rocks. You know, and and building blocks in a wall. How we're how we're carefully placed, you know, to build the wall, to not only, you know, support, you know, but get support, and, you know, how that all works together. A worship, you know, we're a people of worship. We are a people that, are, that lay down our life, that we understand the, the dying to self and, and how we live that out. One other one was ra- radical hospitality, you know, that we we're welcoming and inviting, uh, my brother's keeper was one one week. Another week was servant discipleship, and then last week the what I titled, titled it a long a longevity of faithfulness. You know we're we're in this for the long haul. We're in this till till the end to walk out. You know it's it's not a it's not a quick thing. So as as I chose this one scripture that Josh gave me, and I have no idea why he gave this to me. He just gave me the, the scripture. So we'll see, we'll see where we end up here. So we're going to be in the book of Ephesians, pretty much there the whole time today, and I'm not going to read a lot of passages. I'm going off the fact that I think the majority probably have a fairly good understanding of what's going on in the book, but maybe not, and, and I would hope that as we, as we go, you know, I would just ask, you know, take, take anything you hear And you read it, and you pray, and we'll, we'll figure this thing out So Ephesians 1, and it's going to be verses 22 and 23 And again, I apologize for the choppiness of kind of plucking some verses But, you know, just for the, for the sake of time and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And as we go through today, keep this in view. This is, this is where we want to end up. You know, it is the beginning, but it's also the end, because that's where we're, that's where we're striving for, is to understand that he pla- God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now, I know Josh has talked about it before. I'm, I'm not as eloquent with it. But he's talked about the, the center set model, you know, of, of believerdom, if that's a word. And, and and that's something that I hadn't, I'd never really heard of before, you know, because, you know, I've I've grown up in church, in the in the South, so you know that puts a frame right there upon a lot of what shaped, you know, my theology, and my thoughts on things, and it, it, that's not always correct. I just tell you right now, it's not always correct. You know, this center you, center set model, you know, is like if you had a circle and Jesus was in the middle you know that all all those all us folks that are that are headed toward the middle toward Jesus are are in the circle does that sound right so i asked him i said okay so when we're talking about the church though you know i'm like is there there's an in and an out right there's there's those that aren't in and la 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 you know how does how does this work? And it's like he's like, well, you know, that's that's the challenge of all this. You know, because there will be a come a day, you know, at the judgment where Jesus separates the sheep from the goats. You know, there will be a reckoning, there will be a dividing. That is not now. That will be then, and that is up to him. And I got to thinking more about this, and I thought, well if we can apply that model to individuals, and I think we can also apply it to churches, you know, uh, assemblies of groups of people, you know, the whole ecclesia message is that we're moving, that we're moving together, you know, that we are headed toward Christ, you know, the whole business of this is we are His body, and we are His, and we do what He says. So, i like, okay, well, I can, I can get into that, y- you know, because you can do it as individuals, you can do it as a church, that you're all moving together, and it's all towards Christ. I thought of, you know, like James writes about the, you know, faith without works is dead discussion, you know, and he's like, you tell me, you know, you have faith, I'll, I'll show you my faith by what I do, and I thought, well, that here, let's talk about that as a church. You know, you say you're a church. Well that, that's fine. But show me a church that's the ecclesia, that's moving toward Jesus. I'll show you a church that's doing it, you know, to show what they are, not just talk. So, well, that said, a little background on the church, you know, at Ephesus. You know this. This is one of Paul's writings, and it's in it's in what's now you know modern day Turkey. So it's in was in at that time Asia Minor. You know we're not talking a, a Jewish base here. It was a Gentile, uh, pagan, uh, known for its temples. You know to the god of Artemis. You know also worshiped the the Roman emperor. You know they they were they were geared, you know, toward that kind of, of worship. Uh, a powerful city, you know, a lot of, lot of trade, a lot of power. Not unlike, you know, where we live today. Just a lot going on, and not necessarily a culture that is embracing the things of God, you know. Not like, you know, they didn't have that bridge, you know, to the, to the Jews, to the law, to bring out Jesus, it was a, a whole different presentation or or mindset. So the city, we have the same problems today that they had then. I know we like to think there's always the good old days where things were better, but ever since the day that sin entered, it's been total depravity ever since. There's no new sins. You know, it's been it's been going on. We've been suffering the same thing for for long, long time. So this this idea of fullness is is what struck me here, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So as we go through Ephesians, the first the first pers- place that I just like to stop this morning you know is how how do we get there you know or or has he has he given us anything to get us there so we'll skip over to chapter 4 and this there is a there is a ton that we could could go through on this and for for time's sake uh, that's why I hope I encourage you to to take this on yourself and, and look so 411 And it wasn't a launch Launch the boat and just wave and say, good luck. He was purposely giving us these things to help us achieve that fullness. Now, this is not, I'm not going down the road of church government. That's not the me- the intent of this message at all, because there's, there's a lot of that. I remember when we were starting in Florida, our church, we were, we met at my house for a while, and, w- and one Sunday we had some, some folks visit, and, you, you know, they, they sat with us through the whole thing. Of course, it was in, in my living room. It was just who's on the couch, on the floor, whatnot. You, you know the scene. And, you know, and afterwards we're talking, and that, this, was their, this was their first question out of their mouth when they started talking about the church. They were like, do you believe in the fivefold ministry? And I was like, I, it took me back a minute, you know, as, as Randy, the pastor, he was he was sitting there, too. And I was like, well, it's it's in there. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not, you know, blowing this off. But, you know, if if you're looking for that, that rigid hierarchical establishment, I don't know that we're what you're what you're looking for, because I, I don't. I don't read this as as that. Read it as Jesus is saying I'm giving you this to help you get to there. And I I just I know I'm I'm on recording here, so they'll just have to suck it up when they listen to it. (laughs) But Josh and Leah are the real deal. Yes, amen. If you I I hope that's evident to all their heart. Like I said, I, I, I've been in church my whole life. My parents, we went. My dad was a song leader. We were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I mean, it was all the time. I've seen some pastors that you're like, oh. But there are, there are a smaller few that I know are the real deal. Josh and Leah are, are the real deal. They, they care. You know, they are compassionate. Uh, to the point sometimes where I'm going You know well I, I dropped off a while back here, <laughs> but you're you know and I Told Josh one day. I said you know the difference between me and you and like you're a you're a hoper and I'm a noper <laughs> <laughs> You know you look at something, and you see hope I look at it, and I go nope and that, That's that's where we <laughs> that's where we're at so you know, just an adherence to a hierarchy does not guarantee fullness. You know, we could we could establish this thing, you know, a super authoritarian, you know, type of system, but that that is that doesn't guarantee us, you know, any kind of fullness. So so we move along, you know, and we you go through the rest of this chapter and, and Paul starts talking about just basically how to live. You know, you know, stop stop lying, stop being angry. You know, stop fighting, you know, watch, watch what you say, you know, understand that, you know, you are in a different place now, that you were in darkness and that now you're, now you're in the light. You know, and he, and he brings all that up and, and walks through that. But then we come, you know, to a scripture to me that just stands out, to, you know, in this, in this book as almost like the, the hinge. And I, I wanna tread very carefully here because it's, I know it's a sensitive word and subject. And I, I hope, again, you understand where I wanna come, come from with this. You know, it is not a correction, not a rebuke, it's not any of that. It's, it was an alignment for me because we, we, all, we all fit into this. So I'm going to add to this list of Ecclesia as what churches do is, is the word submission. And that's chapter 5, verse 21. It says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And that's, that right there is, is a keystone sentence. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, I, I don't know how your Bible was laid out. I don't know why they decided to put a break there in, in mind because, you know, then it, then it starts... The, the header on the next section is wives and husbands. And then the next section after that is children and parents. Slaves and masters. And I don't think dividing that up has helped us because, you know, we tend to like to pick. And... And only see what we want to see. And this, this passage, you know, has been used not in the good way. Many, many, many times. And has left people in its wake of hurt and despair. And that's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to God. You know, that this, this is, these passages have been used in this way. So, two things that that stink about this. First one is the same rebellious heart beats in us all, without fail. Um, We are all, and you can go through Scripture, and it's you know we we are all like lambs who said, "I'm going to go my own way." There's all there's all kinds of imagery and you know, that tells us, that shows us our own heart, you know, and, and the reconciliation that, that God sent Jesus to accomplish. The, the this whole thing is bringing us to him. The second thing is we have all been abused or taken advantage of or hurt by church leadership, husbands, wives, pastors, teachers, bosses, governments. You can, you can name the list, every one of us, has a bad spot in there, that is also heartbreaking to God. I think it. I think it tears him up. Let me let me say this. Uh, I have a buddy that this is one of his his favorite sayings. He's like, "Don't don't hear what I'm not saying." And I hope that's that's clear as we go through this because I, I I don't I don't mean this to be to rub a hurt any. More to make this hurt I want God to heal us I want to be healed I want to be able to give grace I want to be able to extend what he gives me so this is is not the reason for this is to shame or anything like that but it is again as we said at the beginning to help with that fullness you know to understand the fullness which you know Sometimes we get a glimpse. You know, sometimes the Lord gives us, opens our eyes, and we get a glimpse of his glory and his fullness. And then it seems to fade. And we're like, we yearn for that. Once you taste it, you yearn for it. And that's, that's his heart. That is where he's trying to get us, and that's where I think Paul is trying to get us. So if we read this passage in chapter 5... With these relationships, through any other lens other than Christ is the head trying to bring us to fullness, we're going to miss the mark. I, look, I looked up a few words, because I really didn't know the definitions. You know, we hear them bantered about in our culture, and it's something that we should all be aware of, sensitive to, and on the lookout. The first one is misogyny. You know, I really had to look that up because I, I hear it, I hear it on the news, wh- wherever it swirls all around us now—a a hatred or a dislike of women. If I look, if I take this passage and I come to it with bringing in my misogynistic view, that filter is going to filter out the stuff that I really need to see here, and it's only going to show me the things I want to see. Another term, because I'm like, okay, so what is a what is the word for an opposite of a misogynist? I never heard this word before. A misandrist, and it's basically take the first definition, erase the word man or women, and put the word man. So it's it's a it's a hatred, a dislike of men. Then there's a, a misanthrope, and that one is hates everybody. Have you had to do those things at work? You know where they put an animal on the a picture of an animal on the walls, and you had to go around and identify which animal. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that was years ago. <laughs> Haven't seen that one in a while. But if if we if we bring if we bring our stuff into this passage, we, it's not going to help us. It's just not going to help us achieve the fullness. You know, I pictured this church at Ephesus as, you know, being this pagan city. Now, I pictured marriages that were probably fixed for political reasons or economic reasons. So you had marriages of people that really maybe not love one another, you know, because it's all a power struggle. Everything is a you know you get in these in our situation like our culture everything's a power struggle. Then I pictured, of course, the children come along, and you've you got to maintain this this image. So the children get abused, you, you know, for for whatever reason. Again, that that power thing is is hanging over the head. You get into the the slaves and masters. Course, of course, we know our own history here in the U.S. Of that this passage was at one time used to defend slavery. I mean, we could, we could come at this every which way and come out with a justification for, for ourselves. So if I come at this from masculinism to feminism to chauvinism to slave ownership, if I come at it that's, all, that's what I'm going to walk away with is a, is a bad piece of it and not getting to the fullness because I, I thought of this, this church in Ephesus that as you have these people from these different walks coming into the church, getting saved you, you walk in to the meeting that you're, you're a slave owner you know, you're a wealthy person that you, know, that you have slaves and here you're sitting next to a slave chances are that would never happen in any other public setting you know in the city so here here are these all these people of with differences are coming together you know as the ecclesia and, and Paul I think is just trying to direct to say you know listen when we come to Christ we come in as a new creation all these tags that we give ourselves, fall off. <coughs> they, they are worthless. And if we, we hold on to them, I think they will, in, you know, it may take a while. We may surround ourselves with just the right people to keep us in our belief system. But if we truly are after the fullness of Christ, that tag's got to give. And we've got to become what he says and what he does. So our example is Christ, and that's that's it. You know, I'll stop right there. Now there are good people. I, like I said, I admire Josh and Leah greatly. You you know, because of their capacity to do things that I can't. That I, you know, that I don't have. That, you know. But in the end, who are they following? There's there's a, and I'll recommend a book. by the by a man named Watchman Nee his last name's N E E and it's called Spiritual Authority and if you've never read Watchman Nee it it takes some getting used to because he is uh was from China he was Chinese and these books are translated into English from his sermons so it's not like they translated a book they translated a sermon and then into English which you know sometimes the the flow of the book is not there but you talk about some insight and it, it'll 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 help you know so if that's a plug for that book so our example is Christ he laid down his life you know he went to the cross you know when he was blameless he took it upon himself he submitted himself to the father's will if you recall the garden of gethsemane you know the night before he was arrested he is praying if this take this from me, but nevertheless, your will, I want your will. He submitted to his father's will. He gave no reply to Pilate when he was wrongly accused. You know, he stood there, and he took it. That's that's the part that's hard for me is to take it. You know, that's been that's been one of the things. Um, I guess that gets under my skin the quickest is when I'm wrongly accused of something. You can, you can call me a lot of names, but if I didn't do it, I didn't do it. It's hard, hard for me not to do that. He was a king who took the form of a servant. So that's why, you know, in the Gospels we're told to, and I may have these backwards. I was going from memory. You know, if somebody asks for your cloak, you give them your tunic too, or vice versa, whichever comes first. That's why we walk two miles instead of one, you, you know. When when asked, when you know when the authority says, "Hey, carry that," I want you to carry it a mile, and Jesus says, well, "You will go two. That's why we should rather be wrong than to take the brother to court. In 1 Corinthians, you know, he's like, "Why why are you doing this? Why are you taking our our dirty laundry and taking it before the world?" You know, if we can't figure this thing out as a church, then Painting a bad picture here. And why we should submit to leaders as they must give an account to God. There can be a scripture reference for all these if you if you choose. Again, I'm asking don't don't hear what I'm not saying here. I'm not defending a hierarchy. I'm not presenting a hierarchy. I'm I'm challenging my own heart with submission. That will, that will and can do these things as, as we move together as, as a body, as, as we submit to one another. Because these relationships are hard. There's nothing easy about them. And there's ways we give the devil a foothold, which is, is, is talked about. You, you know, and if we allow that, if we, if we just stand for our ground, the foothold is there. Submission is not a weakness. But a path to fullness, path to perfection, to maturity, to satisfaction, to where we we meet it. And the consequences of, of getting this wrong, to me, speak to the awesome power of getting it right. If getting this wrong causes so much devastation, then how powerful it is when it works that was that was eye opening for me as I, as i as i thought that when we, when we get it right it's this is power this is not a weakness this is not a position of weakness because if you if you read on immediately following this section he goes starts talking about the armor of god so it's it's not a roll over and die Situation. It's a all right. Let's just understand who and what we are really fighting against. You know, after after we flesh out these these relationships, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, powers of this dark world. We start to realize, hey, you know the problem really isn't between me and me and Pam I can't I can't blame her if I'm being selfish and a jerk you know I I just introduced a situation but if I submit to her I mean we we banter and and most of the times it's harmless to us but there's a few times I, I know her buttons she knows mine and sometimes you just go for it uh, can't. Don't press this button Oh You got to do it But When I'm seeking my will My way It's introducing That opportunity For the devil scheme So uh, again I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish Finish there I, I hope I hope that's I didn't meander You know too badly And, and we get we get where we're going because I just go back to the beginning. Just remember, I mean, we're headed toward the fullness of Christ. We are a new creation. You know what we what we brought in is not what sticks around. That's that's the work of of sanctification. God works in us. for For ministry time, I'm going I'm going to throw this out as we normally do. You have some more worship we can do, but. Josh would say, this, this is our dismissal. However, if you would like prayer, I'm going to throw this out. You know, there is, there is healing, you know, for, for those that have been abused by this. There is healing for, for those of us who have walked through unmet, unrealistic expectations. You know, that we've set ourselves up for a fall. And also, there's a call to repentance, for a rebellious heart that would, would tend to hang on to something when God is saying, let it go, let me have it, let me take it. God's heart is soft towards this. I, I fully believe that. He wants to heal. He wants to set free. As you ladies sang at the beginning, the shackles can come off. And you can praise. I mean, that's what we're headed for. You know, he's trying to get us free, free. Father God, we just ask that you just fill this room. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come. Make your presence known. Father, heal the brokenhearted. Bind up the wounds. Set free the captives. Father, as we look to you, and Jesus, we look to you as our head. Because we want to grow up into you. Father, not into something that's, that's an abomination, but into you. Search our hearts and know us and lead us in the way everlasting.